leap of faith. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we are here to give our thoughts and opinions, our comments, our questions, our concerns about Halloween ends. This is the... Um, the last movie in uh, David Gordon Green's trilogy that apparently just ends the entire franchise. Like there, there's no more Michael. There's no more Laurie after this. This is like the last of the franchise. Just, just wait five years. I'm calling it in five years. I think so. Yeah, five years, and then I think they're going to try to reboot it. But I, I have some thoughts about that for sure. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie related questions. Devin, what's up? How you been since like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> Not even. We're on, we're on that grind. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the grind, man. It's, it's, it's an exciting weekend. Like we said before, you know, it's the middle of Halloween and what better way to celebrate uh Halloween coming up on October 31st kind of blows that it's on a Monday though. I kind of, I was like, eh, but I feel like people are going to be um celebrating throughout uh, the, the prior of the weekend, but yeah, as we mentioned today, we're going to be uh, talking about Halloween ends. This is the the final installment this, of the David Gordon Green trilogy. This is where it all ends, like I said before. And it's, it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, right before we get into our episode, of course, here, we're going to be getting into our initial reactions first. And then we're going to head over into some spoilers because it's kind of hard not to talk about this movie without those spoilers. And, you know, it's, it's always fun to talk about a, a good old slasher movie and all of its, its, um, flaws and, uh, shortcomings and also the things that it actually did right. And then we're going to get into our final thoughts and then close out with our ratings, uh, for the end of the episode. So where do they live? Is it's Woodsboro, Illinois? Wait, no. Haddonfield. Haddonfield. I'm sorry. I am scream is on my mind all the time. <laughs> where where is Woodsboro located? I think it's in Texas. I believe so. I believe it isn't. Which doesn't it doesn't seem none of it looks like Texas. It doesn't, but I looked it up the other day and apparently it's Texas. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But definitely confirm with me because I could be wrong, but I saw it on some website and I was like, I, I don't know why they'd be lying. But California, there's one in California as well. It could also just be made up like Haddonfield is made up. Oh, yeah. It says Woodsboro is a small fictional town in the Scream series located in California. I don't know where I read it. That said that it yeah, was California be- makes sense based on the. Uh, yeah. Scream 2 when they had the movie. Yeah, and those, yeah, Scream 2 and, and Scream 3, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where I saw that it was Woodsboro, Texas. Maybe there is a actual Woodsboro, Texas. But yeah, with all that said and out of the way, Devin, are you ready to get into this review? Are you ready for evil to die tonight? <laughs> Finally! Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, we did not get any chance in this one, so... Don't have to worry about the townies in this one. I'll, I'll let everyone know They're, the townies are here, but they are, they don't they do not have lines as, as it should be. Yeah, they, they got too big for their britches uh, in in Halloween Kills. So I was like, listen, guys, and I, I need they you kind of got humbled. Uh, yeah, I need you to to dial it back and uh, just go about your day. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Halloween ends. It's a movie about a final reckoning between Laurie and Michael. Michael Myers, in that mask, represents pure evil. There is no rhyme or reason. What are you going to do when Michael comes back to you? 
Because he is coming. Everybody's worst nightmare come to life. You came here to kill me, so do it. This experience in the movies, that is the beauty of Halloween. In 1978, I had no idea what the worldwide love and affection for Laurie Strode and Michael Myers would be. That is the heart and soul of these Halloween movies. It will be difficult to say goodbye to Laurie Strode. It's her legacy and it's now part of ours. 40 years with this character. Jamie Lee Curtis of Halloween. It feels very special to me. And we are back with our Halloween Ends review. Uh, this movie is now streaming on Peacock and playing in theaters. So if you don't feel like driving to your local movie theater, we get it. You know, you just want to stay at home, curl up on a couch with some some family members, maybe your significant other, and and watch uh, some good old-fashioned slasher horror goodness. So, um, yeah, did you saw this in, in theaters, right, Devin? Yes, and I would highly recommend it because in the theater I was in, it, it elevated the experience by quite a bit. Like, it made it a lot more enjoyable, especially at the end. Lots of cheering. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I was also able to see it in theaters um, a few days ago. I actually might watch this again on Peacock because uh, I feel like I need a second viewing of this altogether. But as I mentioned before, for this movie, uh, just a little bit of the movie info for you guys. The director of this film is David Gordon Green, and writers include John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, and Paul Brad Logan, and stars Jamie Lee Curtis, James Jude Courtney, and Andy um, Chaddick, just to name a few. So... Like I said before, we're going to get into our initial reactions first. Before getting into spoilers, we'll let you guys know once we hit that mark. So, Devin, what did you think of this movie? Because it's very divisive amongst fans. Yeah, this might be the most divisive movie of the year, to be honest. It's it's either it's either end either one extreme end of the of the spectrum. Either people loved it or absolutely hated it. I've not really seen many neutral reviews. I haven't seen a lot of neutral reviews either. And for me right now, this movie, unfortunately for critics or they're not loving it, uh, sitting at a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. And as of right now, the audience score is about at a 56% uh, altogether. But Devin, what are your initial reactions of this movie? I think it'd be a good idea to kind of give some background into the series as a whole before we dive in. So basically what, from what I've seen, um, for Halloween ends based on kind of the premise and the story that they went with and some of the ideas that they, they had, um, and, and the opening credit scene, the color of the font and the font itself matches Halloween three season of the witch, which for those of you who do not know is a Halloween movie that had no Michael Myers in it. So it was definitely a very divisive back then when it came out as well. When, when the series first started Halloween, they were planning to make it an anthology series where there was kind of like a different holiday um, for each movie. And it would, they would kind of go like from story to story, you know, tell different stories based on different holidays. But then the first one was so popular and people kind of just fell in love with Michael Myers. So they decided to just stick with him. But Halloween three is kind of one where they branched out and tried a different idea. It's kind of a crazy story, basically, which is, which is kind of hypnotizing people through the TV it's it's kind of wacky. It's there's not much love for that one. Um, what? <laughs> I've never yeah. heard of this. Have you seen it? Yeah, and Michael Myers does not make an appearance at all. So it's definitely probably the most divisive. Maybe not probably not even the most divisive, but the most hated of the series by far. Um, because they they took an idea. They were trying to make it an anthology type of horror series with with different stories and plot lines, just trying things out. But people wanted Michael, so. They went back to Michael right after this and continued that. So it seems like for this one, they kind of took a similar um, swing as far as just trying to just trying a different story that instead of just having it be Michael on a rampage um, and meeting up with Laurie at the end for a battle, they tried something new, which I can definitely respect. Um, it was a bold choice because people, no matter what, people are going to hate it because Michael Myers, spoiler alert, 
has like 15 minutes of screen time in this one. So that's automatically people are, are going to point to that and, and hate it because people want to see Michael. It makes sense. People want to see Michael and Lori. One of my complaints with the, the second one, um, the last one was that Lori was sidelined for most of it. And now this one, Michael is sidelined for most of it. So I can definitely see that being an issue. But for me, I think they did a good job of balancing this kind of crazy idea that they came up with um, and giving the fans an ending that is very satisfying. Because the ending just was just nonstop cheering in my theater because people were just eating it up because it was the ultimate Michael versus Laurie showdown that everyone always wants in a Halloween movie. So they did a good job. I think they did a good, uh, did a good job of delivering on that, which is definitely important because when you're watching this and you're, you're in the middle section of the movie, I was starting to get worried. Like they are really taking this idea and running with it. And I was like, people are not going to like this. But then when they get to the ending, it was kind of a sigh of relief. Like, okay, they still gave us what we want. So it's definitely a mixed bag, but I can I can respect what they were going for. And I know some people have been enjoying the character of Corey and kind of just kind of the, the themes that have been tossed around with that as far as evil and it being passed along to other people and being spread like a virus. It's kind of an interesting little idea, but we'll, we'll see how this one ages. I'm not sure. Honestly, Devin, I think we can end the review right there because you killed it. <laughs> yeah, it's, got, it's one of the one of the classic uh, series that I've always loved. I've always loved the original and just going back and learning about the history of it. Yeah, it, it has been a a good good while since I've seen the original Halloween um, myself because I've I've seen a few. Um, I had two friends growing up um, that were. Um, identical twins and they loved Halloween. Like they loved these movies. Yeah. Michael, Michael is always my, my number one. Like there's, you got Jason, you got Freddie, you got Chucky, like all these different ones. Michael is always my favorite. He's, he was always the, the boogeyman, the number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a screen person myself just because I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I was never, Devin knows we grew up together. Yeah. <laughs> was not a big Halloween fan at all. Like I hated horror movies growing up and whew, man, it was bad for a time, but you know, now, you know, we're older, we're wiser. You got to lean into it. You know, the things that you are afraid of. You really just have to lean into it. And I've learned to uh, appreciate the horror genre because I do like horror movies now. Not all horror movies. Yeah. When they were, they were watching uh, the thing in the beginning of the movie and, and Corey said that 21 year olds can't get scared of movies. So that's, <laughs> that's apparently the age that you can just kind of start diving in. That is very, yeah, I, I think that's a, I actually think that's a very nice age to kind of get into that because I don't know. It's, you know, when you're super young, you know, you don't really understand how movies were made and, you know, what's real and what's not. Because, you know, at a younger age, everything is real to you. So it, it kind of, you know, your psyche kind of just like runs with its imagination there. But um, I did not know that about the original Halloween or it was supposed to be like an anthology series um, based on like different um, holidays kind of reminds me of Batman, the long Halloween, because mm -hmm. there is, you know, the, uh, the killer who kills on um, all these, these major holidays throughout, you know, starts on Halloween ends on Halloween the following year. Yeah. Uh, but I, <laughs> I wanted to mention, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I guess this is a genre. I guess it would be. So on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Halloween ends is considered holiday slash horror. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure if you got the, the trailer before the movie for uh, that David Harbour Santa movie, but. I did not. We did. No, because I went to a screening for it. So they, oh, okay. they don't play. Um, they, they, they don't play um, previews. They do like one like we went i went to regal to watch it and because that's just where our screening was and they did they had one commercial that was just like for the movie pass much like <laughs> nicole kidman for uh yeah. amc she's doing that for like another few years i'm like people for some reason love that commercial to me it's ridiculous it's kind of played out but it is what it is at this point well, it's as far as my initial reactions for Halloween ends. Um, I agree with Devin on a lot of things. Uh, first off, um, like you said, in Halloween Kills, which we both did not like because Lori was kind of sidelined. But I going back and rewatching 2018 because I watched 2018 and then Halloween 
kills um, before seeing Halloween ends. Because I had never seen Halloween 2018 before. Because I remember you telling me last year to watch it, and I just never got around to it. But I did this time, and it was a great movie. And yeah. of, it's you know Halloween 2018, and then Halloween kills all. It's all in the same night. I'm like, okay, that's kind of clever. I kind of like that. But because I was confused when the fire came through and Halloween kills, I'm like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> but um, like you said, for Halloween kills, you know, um, Lori is just in a hospital the entire time because of the events of Halloween 2018. I'm like, okay, now that I know the context of 2018, that movie makes a little bit more sense, but it was still kind of lame. Um, I was trying to find the, um, there's like a, I guess you can call it like a director's cut or extended edition of Halloween kills. Um, I wasn't able to find it for like any renting service. Cause I had to rent Halloween 2018, but Halloween kills is on HBO max. You can stream that over there, but um, I digress when, when, when it comes to Halloween ends, you know, this takes place. What is it? Four years after the events of Halloween kills. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. And 20. Yeah. Yeah. Technically 2022. Um, I, I do agree when, when it comes to these new characters and it seems that they kind of flip the script on this where there isn't as much Michael in this movie until about maybe the last 15, 20 minutes, which of course is when the big showdown happens. Um, we'll talk more about that with spoilers, but I kind of, I mean, I didn't is this like my favorite horror movie of the entire year? No, but I, I enjoyed Corey as a character. I enjoyed the direction of where it was going because, you know, we see with the opening scene, that opening scene was amazing. Just the way it was shot. And and then what had, what, what unfolds with the, the kid is just, that was just a wow. I almost jumped out of my seat. I'm serious, dude. Like I was, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Uh, again, we'll get more into that when it, when it, when it comes to spoilers, we'll get more into that. But, uh, for my overall thoughts, I mean, I feel like there were times where it was a little bit anticlimactic because it did take a second or two for the, um, you know, the story to kind of just find its footing. And I actually tweeted on our main page, um, over on Twitter page at Film Optics. Um, originally coming out of it, I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, there's, there's issues with it. Of course, we'll get into again when we talk about spoilers, but I originally said, and these are my words, um, that, you know, it, that Halloween end does bring, uh, this trilogy, this new trilogy to a proper conclusion. Um, and that it takes, um, um, some time for the plot to kind of pick up some steam. But once it does, you know, the real showdown does begin. And I enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis's final performance as Laurie Strode. And I, I actually believe this has some of the best kills in the entire franchise. What one, one specific kill is an all time kill. Like in the, in the, uh, in the DJ booth. It's just, that's, that's an all timer. <laughs> that was, and that is when I was like, this, this is perfect. I mean, I go to, you know, for, to watch these slasher movies for like some good kills. Like it, it may be a bit weird for people to cheer for Michael. Cause I've always found, thought that was a little bit weird, but overall I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I did not have any expectations going into this movie at all. And I think that helped me enjoy the movie more. Um, you know, if you're able to see this movie in a theater, I do recommend it. We both do um, because it, it's, you know, there's nothing like a theater experience, especially when it comes to like slashers. It, it made the experience so much better. Clapping and cheering at the end. Yeah. People were, you know, j- just the reactions, like you see, you know, the cheering, the, the just the, the camaraderie of watching this Halloween movie together. Um, I did see someone bring in a child's more, not a child. I saw someone brought, bring in an infant like this, this child was like maybe, maybe one, maybe two years old at most. But I gotta say, did not hear a peep from that kid. I was very, uh, very impressed uh, by the parentage of, of that, of that child. But uh, yeah, uh, like you said, Devin, this, the ending of this trilogy for Halloween ends, it does take a big uh, swing. It really feels like this is like one of the Halloween movies that actually has like character driven, like storytelling and, you know, going back to Corey, every, everything that happens with him, you, you kind of start to see how these, um, these rumors um, starts when it comes to, you know, it's, there, there, there's a, 
foil, but like, you know, I would say that Corey Cunningham is like a foil of Michael Myers um, in a way because of the unfortunate events that happened to him. And, you know, he's like, Hey, everyone treats me like a monster. So that is what I am. And I'm just, it's, you know, it's what he's been told his entire life. And, you know, we see that in his home life isn't all the best. And he kind of, he just leans into it because it's, you know, it's, it's that thing where the longer you hear something, someone call you, uh, say that you're like a specific thing or say, oh, you know, like you'll, you'll never go to college or something like this, something random, you know, you're, you're never going to get that job, blah, 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 blah. You know, that, that stuff starts to stick with you. And I feel like that we kind of saw that journey with uh, Corey Cunningham altogether because it was very, very interesting. I don't think um, there are there are a few things that I was kind of uh, iffy with altogether. But, yeah, for some reason, there is a big divide with this movie. And I think it is just one of those weird movies where i'm like i just want i just want to see some good old wholesome halloween fun yeah it's like i could i can understand to a degree because you you take michael out for the most part you kind of weaken him and you make him kind of a side character throughout this movie so i can see that anger for like the fans that just want to see michael kill people which is what the last movie was so i mean if if you were a fan of that one then at least you got the last movie where he just goes on a killing spree and i've also (laughs) seen people complain about how it's unrealistic that he keeps dying coming back to life like if you if you can't suspend disbelief for this like you're setting yourself up for failure like yeah. you can't expect realism from a, a spiritual like paranormal murderer like because there are there are some themes tossed in here that could point to him being like a supernatural being based on mm. possibly passing on his evil to Corey when he kind of looked into his eyes and and saw his life. Um, they didn't really dive fully into the supernatural, but they definitely right. teased it. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they've really they really tease in, in Halloween ends because you know Laurie says, you know, the more he kills, the stronger he becomes. There really isn't a lot of backstory when it comes to that. You know, we just know Michael to be this serial killer who just snapped one day and for some reason the dude just keeps coming back and I don't know why. But uh even Stephen King uh tweeted that he enjoyed it. Uh, he said it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it gasp is surprisingly, excuse me, character driven. Yeah, it was very subversive as far as the story because the trailer shows nothing of what the movie is because um, they do such a good job of subverting your expectations. The trailer doesn't show anything, which is nice. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't even think I watched. I think I watched the trailer once. Maybe once, I think. I wanted to go into this blind. Like, I wanted to go into um, just, I, it's just something I'm new I'm trying out, uh, especially for like House of Dragon episode nine, which we uh, covered. So you can definitely check that out. But even for that, um, usually, you know, there's like the previews towards the end of episode eight going to episode nine. I didn't even want to watch that because I just wanted, like, you know, I just, I, I love like first time experiences. And I think first time experience for Halloween ends. I think I would I would watch it again. I I really would. I mean, I don't know if I would go back to it like maybe every Halloween. I probably do I would probably do Halloween 28, well the original Halloween then Halloween 2018 and then skip over kills. But then again, I'm very curious about what that extended edition brings. That's the thing. I mean, depending on on where you watch you could just end with Halloween 2018 and that could just be the ending. Michael just dies in the fire if you want it to be. Yeah, that, that is very true. But apparently, and see, I didn't know there was this many Halloween movies. I knew there was at least 
I knew there was at least like maybe five or six. This is probably the tenth. This, this is this no, actually 12. probably twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say twelve because there's the two Rob Zombie ones as well. So what what do the Rob Zombie ones cover? Because like I I haven't seen every single Halloween. Have the you first seen Rob Zombie one um, covers Michael as a child, like his like oh. teenage years, but oh, like okay. before he before he snaps it's it's kind of interesting the second one is a mess it's just all over the place but i feel it yeah so uh let's actually move over into spoilers because i feel like we're we're kind of getting into that that space here so ladies and gentlemen that is your first spoiler warning for halloween ends again that is your second spoiler warning for halloween ends. so if you haven't seen it Go watch it in the theater if you can. If you don't feel comfortable going to the theater, I totally get it. It is available for you to watch on Peacock as well. So, man, I, I'm not even sure where to begin. I guess we can kind of talk about the um, the final showdown that Michael actually, he, he dies. He gets uh, not cremated, but he gets um, gr- gr- meat grinded, I guess. Yeah, grinded. Say. Grind it all together. Yeah. Um, so w- what did you think of the overall, the, the finality of, you know, this franchise coming to an end? Because like, um, you know, like you said earlier, you are more of a Halloween fan in more ways than one, but especially for this franchise over over myself. Because like I said, I I don't, I mean, I've seen, you know, a few Halloween movies, but I'm just not a big Michael Myers fan. But like, w- what did you think of the ending? Did, did it, was it satisfying for you? Yeah, like I like I texted you after I remember it just saying I, I kind of just love the ending because like I said before, it kind of balances out them taking a swing on an original idea, but also giving the, the final fight that everyone's been wanting. And it really is the final fight and they I'm glad that they they showed so much of it and there's just a lot that happens. He gets crucified to the table, which is great. Then he, he springs back up through a knife through his hand and, and gives her and pushes her into the, the fridge. Um, I like that they kept his his a few of his fingies that were knocked off in the first in the 2018 movie from the shotgun blast. So he, they kept that continuity, and then Laurie just just goes just goes in on him, just slits his throat, which of course doesn't kill him because he is a supernatural being of some sort, and then slits his wrist. That was painful to watch. That was like, oh boy, that was there's there's a lot of good gore in this one, but that was probably the the top for me. And then I love how at the end, um, Allison comes in and saves her, breaks his arm. And, uh, somebody said, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Frank that said, Michael is dead. And Lloyd just goes, not dead enough. And then there's like a lot of cheering because everyone knows that they're just, they're taking him out to really finish him off. And then they take him to the grinder. Uh, we see, we see some of the, a lot of the townies, we see the kid that was being babysat in the, in the 2018 movie, great to see him again we see the older the elderly lady from the second one that got the um like the the light bulb through her neck and she survived that apparently so it was good to see her again yeah she's barely hanging on after that one i don't know but it's cool to see her and uh the townies just kind of rally around the car he's put up there like a christmas tree just ready to go and they they uh they really end it his body gets just like completely destroyed and it's all bloody and everything. It's, it was great. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think it was, it was like that final like 15, 20 minutes was, was fantastic. You know, like you said, that is what people come or wanted to see from this uh, trilogy. Well, you know, it's, I've seen a lot of discourse, you know, between like Allison and like her decisions dating Corey and there's this weird, um, <laughs> I guess, mentorship between uh, Corey and yeah, Michael. Mike, Michael takes him on, takes him on a ride along, basically, just <laughs> shows him the ropes of how to murder people. What did you think of the whole, you know, why Michael didn't kill Corey? Because I guess Corey was saying, oh, you know, you should have submitted to him the way that I did. And I was like, is there a way to bef- befriend Michael? Like. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people like complaining that Michael has, was showing empathy to um, Corey, but I don't know. I just kind of see it more as the theme of of evil being like spread or brought out within people based on certain events in their life. Um, mm-hmm. And Michael must have just sensed that in some way and, and figured he could 
spread his evil more than he already does. It was, it was also really cool in the beginning where they showed that the year after Michael um, had his spree, that even even Hadfield was still in like disarray because people were like dying in other ways because they were just all f- afraid and freaking out. Like there were some some gunshot victims. There was a hanging victim in the beginning. Like it, it, it's not, it's it's the idea of him spreading that evil and that fear um, not without without even being there. Like he doesn't have to be there to do it. And they kind of showed that in the beginning. Yeah, and that is something I I really enjoyed because you know, um, like you said, evil does spread, and it unfortunately you know finds its way to Corey and him being this this kid with such a bright future. You know, he wanted to go to college. He was saving up money. He wanted to go to, um, I believe, it's some some type of engineering school. And then you know that that night where he's babysitting Jeremy that whole thing happens was not expecting Jeremy to just plop down. That was, that was insane, but it, it was a perfect buildup because, you know, we, it leads you to believe that Michael's somewhere in the house. We're expecting to see him, but no, he's like chilling in like some like underneath the bridge or whatever, but it, it kind of makes sense because, you know, I saw people saying that, Oh, you know, why is Michael such like a wimp in this one? You know, he's not really fighting back. And it's like, well, according to Lori, like we said from the hollow, like she said from Halloween kills, the more he kills, the stronger he's become. It's been about four years since the events of Halloween kills. We don't know where Michael's been. Yeah. They've dropped, they dropped some hints, a couple of hints throughout that. Maybe he's had like a couple kills throughout the years, just kind of keep him alive and going. Like, there was one billboard that they showed of a missing girl from 2021 Halloween. Maybe mm. that's uh, a victim that he kind of just kind of went out and, and scavenged for himself to keep him going a little longer. He's like a he's like a bear in hibernation, just trying to trying to survive. Yeah, and I mean, he, I mean, Michael is getting older, and of course, we still don't see his face. But I feel like, do we ever has he's ever revealed his face? I don't even as a kid or no. Um. And the, the Rob Zombie ones, it, it, there's a kid actor, and I mm-hmm. believe the original one, uh, they just kind of show him as a kid when he gets mm-hmm. arrested. Oh, but okay. usually you just kind of get a side view like they did in this one. Yeah, yeah, he's, it, you know, the same, same old dude, you know, it, but it, it is kind of creepy in a way. But yeah, I mean, everything that happens with Corey, um, going back to that, where it's, it's, it's very unfortunate what happened to him. And like I said before, you know, um, this is evil spreading and this, this freak accident that happens. Like it's like manslaughter, but it's unintentional manslaughter. And I, I, I couldn't believe like that was a perfect, like opening, like a cold yeah, open. It was shot so well too. It really was. Cause I, I didn't really know what was going on up the stairs. I'm like, okay, like, what are they going to do? Yeah. It's this kid gets a little too, like, you know, he's a little brat and locks, uh, Corey in the in the closet. And he's like, oh, he's like, Michael doesn't kill kids, and you know, I, I guess Corey's either claustrophobic or it was his paranoia that fear's spreading within Corey's, you know, his his mind, his heart, and man, <laughs> just kicks that door open. He breached that door. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Like, well, what did you think of the the Allison Corey relationship? Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. That's that's one of the the weaker points for me because it just it just did not feel right where Allison is literally love at first sight and that just felt off like he walks into the hospital and she you can see in her eyes she's in love at that moment like it just felt unless they were trying to make the connection to where it's just like inside them this evil because I I think she's messed up like there's something wrong wrong with her to to fall in love with this guy so easily and kind of go along with it when you know he's on the verge of breaking like and burning the the town down like she was going along with it like kind of got brushed brushed to the side but i think she might be like michaela myers down down the road at some point like she's got she's got some issues to to deal with because because also there's that moment at the end of 2018 where she picks up the knife and that i think that might be a tieback that they were going for here where she might have some of that evil in her as well that is a very good analogy. Uh, I never really thought about it that way. I, I guess it was more of just from what they explained where Allison was, you know, she was very forward, uh, forward with Corey. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like that's, you know, like cool. You know, I guess there's also meant- like mo- multiple times throughout the movie where everyone is calling Corey ugly. And I'm just like, he's just a normal looking guy. He's not, he's not he really, really ugly. 
Yeah, he's he's not a uh, American. Uh, it's the uh, it's a Jennifer Walters <laughs> effect where in that world she is Tatiana Maslany. That's just an ugly human being apparently in that world where it's just not the case. Yeah, or uh, well, I mean, yeah. Well, luckily, we we didn't see the American version of uh, Harry Styles again. <laughs> oh yeah, don't worry, darling. But yeah, it it was a bit odd. I mean. Personally, I I never really thought Allison was all that interesting of a character. I feel like she was just there because, you know, time passes on. You know, obviously, you know, Lori's daughter would eventually have a family of her own. I mean, I I liked her in the first Halloween for 2018. But for Halloween Kills, I mean, she she makes I don't think she makes like the best decisions there either. But I, I really wish that she was more fleshed out as a character because it feels like Corey got more of a a character arc than Allison did between these last these three movies, which is unfortunate because, you know, she, she is a strode and people kind of want to see, you know, if Halloween Kills was supposed to be, you know, the that generational trauma. And I, I just didn't really feel it with that because it just all just felt like you know with Lori because Lori's one that originally went through all of this and I mean I guess Michael did obviously like kind of destroy her family I mean he killed her her daughter and and uh her her daughter's um husband as well I believe he did yeah so it, it's I don't know it, it I feel like Allison like you said she made some questionable decisions this movie but it's not like she's made the smartest decisions in the past two movies either, mainly with Halloween kills. Yeah. There's some theories that um, they might just like spin this off into her being the the final girl in a new series based on how this ended and based on that tarot card that she got. Oh yeah. Cause I, I thought th- this movie was going to, you, you know how they're you, it's, it's the ending of the franchise, but they kind of want to leave it open for, you know, in case they ever want to come back to it. I thought that, you know, with Corey stealing um, Michael's mask, that he would eventually it's it's almost as if whoever wears the mask is Michael, no matter. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's why I like the ending even more so, because they throw that twist in, too, where Corey's just like, nope, I'm just going to off myself because if I can't have Allison, no one can. That was a very bold move. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very surprising, too. I was like, whoa, that was unexpected. And then. Lori makes quite the dumb decision to take it out of his neck immediately and then makes her look like the guilty one. She must not have had her, her nurse training like Allison has. You got, you got to keep that thing in there to keep the blood in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Allison was pushing for that promotion <laughs> just a little yeah, bit. But and that, that doctor and her and that nurse just, it was really funny though. When it's, you know, Corey's trying to, essentially off the people that are that is causing like trouble or pain in allison's life and then michael comes out of nowhere and just he was like how did you yeah i'll show you how it's done he was like how did you get in there he's like what but obviously Corey has a lot to learn and michael's like oh i'll show you how it's done i'm like it's it was so giddy and just it was so funny to me but then but then Corey had a few kills that were very impressive like we mentioned before the dj booth that's that was amazing just the special effects on that one and then the tongue being on the record and it keeps getting skipped over on the actual radio and people are actually hearing that that's amazing that and uh, i want to talk about these band geeks yeah it's it's kind of hilarious that the band kids are are the bullies in this generation now like we've gone we've come full circle kids are mean dude like yeah they would not leave Corey alone like this kid just wanted to Live out the rest of his days. He's already been through his own trauma. He's also a lot older than them. Yeah, I was like, because Corey doesn't want to buy you beer. Sorry, (laughs) like whatever. But it was, you know, they they try to make the connection between Allison and Corey. And I think that does work because, you know, in their own way, they have experienced trauma. And, you know, it was supposed to be an an understanding between both the characters. It, It came off as like, I thought they were going to go on like a Bonnie and Clyde adventure. I was kind of like into it. I'm like, yeah, let's just, you know, forget about Michael. I want to see what's going on with this relationship. But it's, it felt like Michael kind of disappeared out of nowhere towards the end where Corey does, uh, you know, essentially um, um, take, uh, takes his own life um, for Allison. And it, you start to see a lot of the same or at least similar um, beginnings where, you know, Corey is, you know, he, he 
his home life is terrible. His mom like kissed him on the lip. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I was there's, like, some, there's something going on there. That's, that's pretty sketchy. I need some like contacts. I need some more information, but I thought the bigger guy, I, I, I will say also, I was going to say rest in peace, Ronald. Like he, he was a real one. He didn't deserve to go out like that. He gave Corey more motorcycle and everything. And like, he's like, I hope you find love. And I was like, oh, that's so that's so cute. But he says that right after his mom gives him a kiss on the lips. Yeah. I, was, I was like, what? that that had my theater dying laughing. But it, it felt like I will say when it when Michael finally does encounter Lori, that was where it, it kind of like messed up for me a little bit. I was like, oh, like I thought there was going to be more of a different setup. Um, because at this point, you know, Corey has Michael's mask, but I, I guess he kind of just makes his way into Lori's house. But I will say, I think the best scene is when Lori tries baits Corey when she the fake suicide. That was, that was really well done. That was so well done. I, cause everyone thought that, I was like, I'm like, it doesn't make sense that she would just like offer herself like that. Cause I wasn't really getting that from her. Altogether, I was yeah, like, oh, when she dude. first called it in, I guess I was like, "Wait, are they really doing this?" But then, nope she she faked us. That it, what, what she did with the pumpkin that was so clever. That was great direction yeah. right there. I was like, "Yes, that that was like the probably one of the best moments of the entire movie for me." But overall, I've I've really uh, I don't know for some reason people really like really hate this movie, but. It's always been a bit of a pet peeve of mine where people make they they when when people over exaggerate things to be worse than what they were than what they actually are because we kind of talked about that with She Hulk or you know when when it comes to uh, people being able to um, write reviews for like a TV show that hasn't even aired yet and how impressionable people can be when it comes to that. And obviously, you know, we're here, you know, we're doing this thing where we're, we do this to, you know, give people the information and people come to us. to like, Hey, you know, what movie should I be checking out? Yada, yada, yada. Like what's, what, what's, what should be on my watch list this weekend? It, it really, it really seems like it just comes down to Michael Myers. Like a lot of fans just seem like idolize that character. And for me, it's mm-hmm. like. I would have more of an issue if we if we didn't get the cool kills that we did get from Corey. Like, does it really have to be the old, the weird old guy behind the mask doing the kills? Is that really right. what it has to be for you to be satisfied? Like, he had some amazing kills, and he's just a, a new character, but he's got the mask on. He's making, he's doing cool, cool kills. Like, does it have to be this exact old man in a mask for you to to enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> I love it how Corey manhandled Michael. He said, "The future is now, old man." Yeah. I was like, oh. "How many times do I have to tell you, teach you this, old man?" Right, exactly. <laughs> He's like, "I, I was a youngin," but I mean, in realist, realistically, Michael is getting old. Like we are even seeing that, not with his actual face, well, at least the side of his face. We're seeing it with his actual mask. It is starting to deteriorate it is starting to uh you know corrode like erode i love the, ma- the mask design throughout this entire trilogy there's been some really bad masks in, in other halloween movies but i loved it in these ones i i've definitely seen those others i'm like what there was one that had like a super long neck I'm yeah like, what is this <laughs> this is very odd but yeah, it, it, overall, I guess we'll, we can just get into final thoughts or we're going to be here all day. <laughs> but Devin, what are your final thoughts about your final thoughts and your ratings, excuse me, about um, Halloween ends? Yeah, like we mentioned, um, David Gordon Green and uh, the other writers definitely took a, took a swing here. Um, depending on what you think of it, it either a swing or a miss or they kind of, I wouldn't, say it's, I wouldn't say it's a home run based on what we got, but they might have gotten a single or a double depending on how you think they, they executed this one. But definitely an interesting concept to bring Corey into this and kind of try to bring in a storyline that's revolving around evil itself and, and spreading and, and building up within somebody. I was definitely, like I said, worried in the beginning parts. It does drag on in the, begin- in the middle parts with, with the uh, Allison and Corey plotline where they're just kind of riding on motorcycles throughout the night. There's some weird, like like uh, Ryan Gosling drive music going on when they're on the motorcycle. But at, at the end of the day, it's the ending that really saves it for me. 
and it's, <laughs> it's what I wanted as a fan. So they, they went out on top. Michael is pulverized. He's gone and dead for at least another five years. We'll see. They will more than likely resurrect him. But I was, I was satisfied at the end. What did uh, Allison and Corey say? Or Alice, Corey, Allison's like, let's bring it down. And he said, I'll like I'll the like match. The match. <laughs> like that stuff is just, that, that did not do it for me. That was some Bonnie and Clyde shenanigans. Like I was, I was like, yeah, they're going to leave Haddonfield and just, you know, go cross country. I'm like, you know what? I'm here for it. I don't even, I don't even care. But um, as, as I mentioned before, I, I do kind of, you know, stick by what I, what I uh, tweeted on our main account where I, I think it is a satisfying conclusion, of course, because I mean, I think it's satisfying because Michael is dead. He's he's gone unless <laughs> for a hot second there. I thought when she was like kind of kicking him into the uh, uh, into the grinder that he was going to just. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was taking her with him. <laughs> taking it with him. I was like, no, I thought that was going to happen. I'm like all my life that happened when I'm I'm so done. But I for some reason, I thought the ending was going to be both of them killing each other. But it doesn't really seem like it's that serious, but yeah, she just wanted Michael just needs to die. But people were bl- randomly blaming her, like after four years later, out of nowhere, saying, "Oh, this is your fault," you know, that all this evil spreading. Yeah, a lot, lot of victim blaming and gaslighting going on in Haddonfield. <laughs> I still don't know how that that old lady uh, survived. The one who can't speak anymore. I was like the drone what? lady. Yeah, the drone lady. I was like, how how are you alive? I'm very shocked that you're alive. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was very, very surprised. But um, yeah, like like I said before, I really I, I, I believe it does bring it to a proper conclusion. And you know, it like we said, it takes a really big swing. It tries something new, which is not bad for the slasher genre. I'm just saying. Uh Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic, Zoe Strode altogether. Um, especially for a final performance. I hope that people go watch this, you know, regardless of our thoughts. Um, wait, Devin, did you give your, your score? I, I'm sorry. I couldn't remember. I did not give it my score. Um, I haven't really, I haven't really thought about an exact score yet, but I think it's, it's hard to give it a really high score just because of the lack of Michael. Like I definitely see why that's an issue. And they tried, they tried to bring in the Corey storyline and while some of it worked for me, um, a good amount of it did not work. That middle portion was definitely a bit rough to get through. But I think the the ending definitely brings up the score. And, and being in the theater brings up the score, like, probably 10 points. Like, just mm-hmm. being in that environment with the cheering and everything. But mm-hmm. I'll probably give it, like, a like a 65. Oh, actually, that's what I was going to give it. <laughs> I was going to give it a 65 out of 100 myself. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, because I was wrestling. I was like, well, I'm like maybe I'm like, yeah, maybe 60s a little bit too low because yeah, I felt like it it really did just try something new and it was just it was different. And I that's what I kind of liked about it. Like, I mean, but yeah, like you said, I understand there wasn't enough Michael in it, but it's I mean, it's I mean, from what I've been hearing, most of these Halloween movies are not good <laughs> from what I've heard. Yeah, most of them are not. I definitely liked it more than Halloween Kills. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I still want to, I want to know, well, I'm, I think I'm just going to look up a, uh, a, a YouTube video to see what the difference is between these, this extended edition and how long this extended edition is. But I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was just fine. Like I said before, I think people should just go watch it, form their own opinion and kind of just go from there. Um, I do not think this, obviously, you know, we're both giving it a 65 out of a hundred for ratings. Um, we, we do not think that this is as bad as what a lot of people are making it out to be. Cause I, I personally feel like um, there, there are people who, who criticize things a little bit too harshly um, when it comes to a lot of the movies that come out uh, per year, not saying that you need to sugarcoat it or whatnot, but it, you know, people are saying this is like the worst movie ever, like of all time. Like it's definitely not the worst horror movie of the year, but I, I don't believe it. Like, I don't know. Making movies is hard. That's all I'm going to say. And I think people need to take that into account regardless. But overall, I think this is a, a satisfying conclusion uh, for the Halloween franchise. So 
We'll probably be back in another five years to talk about another Halloween movie that's coming out. We don't really Halloween know. returns. Ha- Hall- Halloween uh, revives or just maybe just Halloween again. They're just going to call Michaela Myers. Michaela Myers. I really thought Corey was going to be the, you know, passing the torch. Like he was going to end up being like the next, like Michael Myers here killer. I didn't think he was going to kill himself. I think that would have been pretty interesting because we actually would have seen his origin story unfold and they could kind of just go from there if they really wanted to. I think that would have made made people even more mad. Probably. Like this this (laughs) random kid can't take my, my idol, Michael Myers' job. What if Corey is the one who killed Michael instead of Lori? That, that would have been funny. That would have been, been hilarious. A disaster. Like, ah. <laughs> I did. He's like, I did what you couldn't do in like 12 movies. Actually, I don't know how many movies that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has been a part of this franchise. I know it's at least been, well, now at least three or four altogether. But yeah. Yeah. So that concludes our review of Halloween ends. And if you liked what you've heard on today's episode, uh, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the film optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, what is coming up? Uh, we have our uh, house of the dragon review, our finale review episode 10, uh, that is going to be full spoilers. Um, like I said, our episode nine review of House of the Dragon. Uh, we will not be receiving pre-coverage screenings for um, episode 10 for the finale. Uh, Warner Brothers wants to keep that hush hush, understandably so. Um, but we're definitely going to be uh, covering Black Adam, which I believe comes out the following week. I believe that comes out the week of October 21st, um, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, you right now, what's out on the podcast where you listen to, you can listen to our episode nine review of House of the Dragon, uh, the penultimate episode, and our spoiler-free review of Mike Flanagan's The Midnight Club, and our Werewolf by Night review, and our She-Hulk finale review that is out on podcast platforms around the internet. So with all that said, we hope you guys have an amazing day and a safe Halloween as we are in the middle of the Halloween season. And we just want to make sure that people are out there safe. People can get a little crazy around Halloween for sure. So we hope you guys stay safe during this Halloween season and we'll see you guys next time. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys next Halloween. Peace.